today we're going to talk about the joy of God. This is an amazing message. We like to sing that the joy of the Lord is our strength. But is it? The bigger question is, what is the joy of God? What is it? When we think about the joy of the Lord is our strength, we turn it back on us, don't we? But I'm trying to talk about God's joy. Because if you don't understand his joy, believe thee me, you don't have any. So, first and foremost, what is the joy of God? The joy of the Lord or the joy of God is the pleasure. This is going to blow your minds. Is, is the pleasure that God feels at being a father. Is that not astounding, church? The joy of God comes to him that he now is a father. Wow. Wow. Now, he is almighty. I mean, he is sovereign. He's the ancient of days. He is the all-sufficient one. He is the all-knowing one. He is the creator. He's the king of heaven. He's the soon-coming king. He's all of that. He's the mighty one of Jacob. So much more. He's our heavenly father. But he absolutely delights in us, his children. Look around at us. That's kind of amazing. (laughs) Hallelujah. In other words, he treasures the role of father. Oh, that fathers would would treasure the role of fathers. He enjoys unlimited pleasure in his beloved son and in all of those who have expanded his family by being brothers and sisters of Jesus through their new birth. Church, God rejoices exceedingly over his children. He said so. Look at Zephaniah. For the Lord your God is living among you. He is a mighty Savior. He will take delight in you with gladness. With his love, he will calm all your fears. He will rejoice over you with joyful songs. Now, let me just throw in another little nugget. You know, the Bible is saying that the Lord is joyful and sings. Isn't that what it just said? And yet a lot of men just feel like they can't sing. I just will remind you, it says, make a joyful noise (laughs) unto the Lord. Singing and praising God means everything to the Father. It says to him that we are appreciative. It says to him that we understand what he has done for us to a certain degree to the much as we can understand. It says that we are so thankful for what God has done. It says, I am overwhelmed with your goodness. I, just, I am overwhelmed. And yet, what do people do? They don't like to come to praise and worship. And it opens the door 
into the very presence of God. Oh, church, men and women, we need to wake up to where we are in these very few weeks that we may have left. The Psalms abound with references to joy. David learned early to rejoice in the Lord, and his prayers, which we today call Psalms, give us great opportunity to rejoice in the love and goodness of God, such as Psalm 34. Those who look to him for help will be radiant with joy. No shadow of shame will darken their faces. That's us. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Just looking to God, expecting his help, David says, is the reason to be joyful. I know I can go to God. I know he will help me. I know he's there. I know he won't leave me. Whew, that brings joy to me is what David's saying. Look at Psalm 109, Psalm 109. Then let them curse me if they like, but you will bless me. When they attack me, they will be disgraced. But I, your servant, well, I'll go right on rejoicing, says David. And a favorite for many people sometimes is Psalm 16. I know the Lord is always with me. I will not be shaken, for he is right beside me. No wonder my heart is glad and I rejoice. My body rests in safety. For you will not leave my soul among the dead or allow your Holy One to rot in the grave. You will show me the way of life, granting me the joy of your presence and the pleasures of living with you forever. Amen. There is no joy, church, like the joy of abiding in the presence of God. And, and abiding in his presence, it really is not complicated. It means this, maintaining an awareness of the Lord's presence with you as you go about your day. That thoughts of him are never far away from your consciousness. The joy of the Lord is evident throughout the Bible, especially in regard to Jesus. Before he was born, you remember Mary sang joyfully and Jesus' cousin John, still in the mother's womb, leapt for joy, as you remember, when Mary entered Elizabeth's home. On the night of Jesus' birth, the angels brought forth good news, good news of great joy to the shepherds. And a portion of Hebrews 12, 2 declares, because, listen carefully to this, because of the joy awaiting him, Jesus endured the cross, disregarding the shame. I want you to hear that again. Because there was joy awaiting him, he knew the plans of he and the Father. He knew what had been outlined. He knew what was in front of him as he walked in obedience to the Father. And he knew there was joy in front of him. And that joy helped him endure the cross. That joy helped him to disregard the shame of the cross. We're talking about God hanging on a cross. Now, you need to process this. You are that joy that he looked at. He saw it, but he knew what took place on that cross 
And when he came out of that grave, he knew he burst you out of your bondage. He burst you out of the chains on your life. He made a way for you to rise up with him. And just as surely as he came out of the grave, so did you. He saw it. He saw it happen. It is the Father's joy also to cover our failures. They'll never show up again. It's the Father's joy to grant us power over your enemies. You are victorious. Triumphantly, the church will rise. It's the Father's joy that we represent him on the earth. And it will be the Father's joy to bring you home. Wow, church. How can it be then that the church of Jesus Christ, why aren't we overflowing with joy? What steals our joy? Things like complaining, procrastination, negativity, self-pity, living in the past, fear in the future, and prayerlessness. It's time to stop, church, allowing the enemy to steal your joy. The church should be the only people on the face of the earth who have joy. Oh, the world could be happy today and in the pit tomorrow based on the situation. But the church is not regulated by situation. The church is founded on truth of God's word. Unchangeable truth that cannot be changed by anyone or anything. Our joy in the Lord arises from the supernatural confidence that our God, He is sovereign, He's loving, He is powerful, and that He is for us. God is not against us. God has never sent anybody to hell. He's not sending people to hell. He's snatching them out of hell. Happiness is determined by circumstances, but the joy of the Lord is constantly yours through the indwelling Holy Spirit. Jesus said it in John 15. When you obey my commands, you remain in my love, just as I obey my Father's commandments and remain in his love. I've told you these things so that you will be filled with my joy. Yes, your joy will overflow. He wants us to be, he's saying, Do you not understand? You're not who you used to be. Get out from under the table. You know, climb out from under the, you know, the chair. Come on. Triumphantly let the church rise. Get up. 
You have been redeemed. You have been forgiven. There is nothing over your head. Nothing. You will not be judged by God. The Bema seat is not a judgment seat against you. It's a rewards place. Hallelujah. A gift-giving ceremony. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So, church, how do we develop an abiding attitude of joy? Maybe this will help you a little bit. The word for joy in Greek is karos, and it literally means aware of grace. Aware of grace. Nurturing the habit of being aware of God's grace in your life, morning, noon, and night, will develop a consistent, joyful attitude. He'll never forsake you. He will never abandon you. That's cause for joy. God did not design for us to live in a survival mode, but in a thriving mode. But we too often forget what we should remember, and we remember what we should be forgetting. We listen to too easily to the accuser of the brethren and our own carnal tendency toward negativity. But I promise you that the obedience of rejoicing does a remarkable transformation inside of us. Joy gives strength to our inner man. What then does a joyful person look like? I'll give you what the Lord said. They're grateful for everything. They don't worry. They have a persistent excitement about God. They see everything as a blessing. They find beauty in whatever there is that's around them. They think kindly of other people. They trust the Lord when they don't understand. They believe that anything is possible. They smile often. They have tender hearts toward the Lord and toward people. That's the Lord's definition of what a joyful person looks like. Church, find your joy in Jesus, for he finds great joy in you.